Happy New Year, everybody. Yay! It's 2020. <laughs> Woo! 2020. Let's, make huh? it, let's do a, a fireworks simulation. <laughs> <laughs> so we are so, wow, wow. 2020. Um, uh, and uh, wonder what we should get in 2020. You know, um, in 2015, I did not get a hoverboard. And in 2019, I did not get my <laughs> Blade Runner flying car. Uh, but uh, you know i'm not going to be i'm not going to be upset or cynical about that sort of thing you know it's uh it's it's okay that because because of course if we didn't get blade runner flying cars we didn't or we also didn't get like legions of murderous replicants yes. trying to kill us all so <laughs> but we did get drones <laughs> that's a good point that's that as close point. as we get to flying cars i guess that that is a good point so uh, anyway we should probably say hi jeremiah how you doing <laughs> I'm doing fine. Uh, looking forward to putting 2019 in the rear view. Oh, okay. And looking forward to doing Ooh. some exciting stuff this new year? I am. I am. Uh, lots on the horizon, and uh, I'm excited about it and uh, look forward to diving in and being as productive uh, as possible. <laughs> cool stuff. And Ema, welcome to 2020. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, it's good to be here. <laughs> like Jeremiah, looking forward to putting that last year. How was your Christmas? Um, behind us. Yeah, it was good. Busy. I cooked a lot. <laughs> and of course, uh, last but not least, certainly not least, Chris, how are you doing? Hey, doing good. Yeah, and, and, and 29 and ready for 2020. It's it's, it's a busy busy first half of the year coming up yeah well, are you doing I'd, any trips are yeah, you locking in some trips lake baikal in siberia ethiopia bhutan kyrgyzstan it's uh yeah it's full it's rather oh, full. good 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 that that, that does sound like an exciting year actually yes yeah. almost too lake much excitement. Wow. That, that looks so good I just saw a video of these musicians who make music using the ice on the frozen lake. Oh, yes. Lake. Oh, yeah, there's so much going on. I mean, it's it's kind of empty, you know? This is a huge lake, and, and it's kind of empty, and you're you're driving on it with, like, six-foot uh, ice sheet under you. And uh, there's you, you'll run into people that shoot. At one time, we, we ran into a film crew who shot a music video. At another time, we ran into ice divers who cut uh, like a square hole into that thick ice sheet and then went diving under the ice. Um, and it's so clear that you can see the divers under you so you can wave at them, point them to the it's hole. Crazy. It's yes. very deep, right? It's the deepest lake, isn't it? It's the, it's, like it's, it, it, it holds, I think, over 20% of the world's freshwater, the world's liquid oh. freshwater. So it is, yeah, it's, wow. it's, a, it's a mile deep in the center. Yeah, that 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 makes even the Scottish locks <laughs> seem yeah yeah a little bit on the small side. And it's my third time there, and I'm I'm looking forward to doing it in February. So, yeah, it's it's going to be an adventure again, but a really nice one. How cold? It depends. Uh, February is, I think, around March, early March, mid March. They stop driving on the lake because it's hard to get on the lake because it starts thawing at the at the edges. Um, but it can go as low as minus 40, which is the same in Celsius and in Ooh. Fahrenheit. Um, <coughs> it's, it won't be that cold. It will probably be a bit under freezing temperature. That's what That's not bad. we expect not bad. in mid-February. So yeah, it's, it's going to be nice and 
windy and crazy and yeah so that's that's the biggest exciting thing coming up for me that sounds good extra batteries Mm. Uh, yes (laughs) yeah and keep keep them keep them close to your body as well to keep them warm yeah Mm. Oh, well, okay. So, well, we have convened today, not just to say hi to each other, uh, not just to say welcome to 2020 to to each other, and of course, to our listeners. Uh, We have convened today uh, to be very, very self-indulgent, I hope. Because this is the future of photography, and uh, it is absolutely uh, a part of our remit, our self-assigned remit, of course. We claim this space. We don't get given it by anybody else. But it is absolutely part of our remit to make speculations about what might come in the future. And uh, we we are gathered here today to make, uh, hopefully, some rather outlandish and crazy speculations, (laughs) as as well as the ones that might have a higher probability of coming off in the next year or so. So, uh, you know, we're going to be, yes... Uh, lo- lots of ideas today lots of ideas um and uh, i guess i guess we should say um who, who wants to go first i tell you what Jer- jeremiah why, don't, why mm. don't you lead us in with some kind of speculation and uh, i suggest to do rounds so we do everyone has a, one cou- a couple of them <laughs> one, one each and we take turns <laughs> yeah, absolutely. yeah i think that's good because you don't want me to be talking forever <laughs> um, I don't know sure, what, you, what you mean. <laughs> You'd hate that, Jeremiah. You'd hate yeah, I that. Can't, I, I would. I would. I would. Um, where to begin? Okay. Um, I have a. I, I I put down three uh, predictions, if if you will, speculations, um, and they all are you know based on some very interesting kind of you know things that I've stumbled a, across and. One is, and I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast, whether we're recording or not, but it is, uh, you know, the work of of this um, photographer um, uh, who really was uh, instrumental in kind of illustrating the death of retail, um, Jesse Reiser. And uh, I've linked to the show notes, but uh, he he has done a spectacular job of of creating images from dead retail space. And while the images themselves are beautifully rendered and they 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 look very very beautiful in their way, in terms of how he manages color and the kind of brightness of them. Uh, they do um, reveal a lot about where uh, online uh, shopping has taken us, certainly in the U.S., um, and one could see this, especially around this time of year, Christmas, New Year's, where you have sales and people buying stuff, and what that will mean going forward to all of those people whose first jobs may have been as a sales clerk or in that world and now you have those same people possibly having to get jobs um as kind of human robots in large distribution factories so i just throw that out as a way of looking at uh images that are significant aesthetic and beautifully rendered um but also have a strong commentary on the direction of uh, online business and its um, direct impact on our day-to-day lives here. They are, they are, they are really lovely images, aren't they? I mean, the, mm. the, the color palette is, color is almost is pastel-y and beautiful. You know, yeah. 
uh, and there is a yeah, although they're clearly of different places uh, you know the, the the choice of of composition and and uh content of the images and the and the 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 color of them the the color palette of them really sort of threads them all together it's a and it's an interesting one because it makes me think it's you know that yes some of them are uh so, some of them are pictures you could think of as sort of doom and gloom kind of pictures you know mm. of, of abandoned places and what have you but 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 they have been very sympathetically they, photographed. They, yeah, they're very they don't ordered. have that. Sorry, they they don't have that feeling of like you know the urban exploration kind of photography. <laughs> right, where you they're have not stuff sad. Where, where, where stuff has been derelict for yeah. fifty years, but here this yeah. is all like freshly shuttered, so clean. So yeah, it's clean. Yeah. So death of retail, right. huh? <laughs> yeah, a, death of retail. Hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, that's yeah, that's an interesting one for the future of photography, isn't it? <laughs> well, it is. <laughs> I guess what's I, the future of what are the future of those buildings? Are they, well, the, the future of buying cameras, right? Just be left there. Yeah, I think so. Going going to a store and you know uh, outside of you know the um, when I was living in New York, we had a there was a place called Forty Seventh Street Photo, which is now morphed into B and H, but. You could spend hours and hours there, and they would really help you and walk you through and all the ins and outs. Now, mm. you know, you have to get as much information as you can online, etc. Um, and I think that that becomes a different experience. Um, I, I also think that, you know, when you're looking at, you know, huge societal shifts and how does that impact photography, um, and and one's kind of um, approach to it. It's like bookstores here. I don't know if it's the same in in the UK or Ireland or mm, or uh, it, Germany, well, but here in the US, it's just terrible. Yeah. In the in the UK, actually, bookstores and camera stores have had different fates in the UK. Bookstores are still going very very strongly, although. There are, there are, I suspect there are fewer independent bookstores than there used Definitely. to be. Definitely, um, the the retail photography market was decimated. I mean, it's been through its consolidation. In some ways, come out uh, the other side. I mean, one of the leading uh, high street brands, a, a company called Jessops, almost went under. They've managed to save, I think, maybe ten percent of their stores. So they're still around. Interesting. Oh. Je- yeah, Jessops. They, they even reopened some actually. Um, but we lost uh, uh, one that was more aimed at the the pro market, a company called Calumet. Um, mm. uh, yeah, here they, too. Calumet was here too. They closed. They are they are in Germany still, and there's still one in Hamburg. So so in in um, in the UK, they were bought out by by, by a company that I sometimes refer to as the UK's equivalent of of B and H, uh, a company that used to be known as Warehouse Express, but nowadays is known as Wex. Um, and uh, who, who are, uh, to the best of my knowledge, the largest photographic retailer online. Um, but even they've opened more spaces, you know, uh, places where you can go and, and visit and hang out and play with the toys. So it's it's in the UK, we're slightly through this, but it is definitely a very, very different marketplace than, than it used to be. Um, and uh, it, yeah, it, it's... It's a shame because, especially these these things are so tangible. Cameras are such a ta- and, and lenses and other photography mm. equipment. You know, you really want to have a good old play. <laughs> mm. You like the feel of it in your hand before you. You know, it's a lot of money. <laughs> you need. Yeah, there is that as well. Yeah, absolutely, kind of... absolutely. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, I tell you what, we should probably pick one now that's slightly cheerier. Then, shouldn't we? <laughs> 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 a slight, a, a slightly cheerier prediction for for the 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 uh, 
the new year or, or, or for future stuff um uh i don't know e- emo what have you got for us well i got i got nothing <laughs> that's what i've got um i don't have time to <laughs> i don't have time to figure out what's going on in my own life never mind what's coming down that's what i depend on you guys for and <laughs> so you can tell me Eber, what's what coming would you down the road. like to see what, what would, would I like, like to see? Okay, my my wild prediction for myself was I I was really kind of smitten by the um the large format camera, the Intrepid Camera Company, uh-huh. oh, one yeah. that we talked about a few weeks ago. Yeah, and uh-huh. I'm looking at seriously looking at that because there's a project that I'm going to be doing next year that that would be really 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 lovely. Um, project if I could do large format pictures and then I sort of had a dilemma I've got other stuff coming down the track that's different and I thought oh god if I spent a lot of money like that would I not be better off to just like um get like the really best iPhone and like an iPad Pro or something and just stick to my mobile thing but just like multiply by 20 what i could do with in, in a mobile space do you know what i mean shall we take a vote <laughs> <laughs> i'd go for the I large format stuff yeah, it is it is a different I'll, beast i yeah. mean i'll go for the i'll go for the i'm thinking the like iPhone. where what's it, what iPhone makes economic it. sense for 2020 you know where is my work going to come from and oh do i need to be is it just is it just too much of a lovely fantasy to get myself a large format camera? I think and could I do so much more with the other things? You know, I th- I think I'm with uh, Jeremiah here. The the mm-hmm. iPhone is your thing, and mm-hmm. y- you are really good with it. And um, I th- I think I, I think the possibilities of the new one are just mm. well, <laughs> and, I, and the possibilities of a, of a then, large format camera are also good. Yeah. But it's a it's and a, a nice big screen then to like edit stuff on thing. and be able to draw on and I could do some nice stuff. I think so. I don't know. That's my dilemma. <laughs> <laughs> Opinions, yeah. Opinions from anybody listening. Do you know what <laughs> I? I'm gonna. I'm going to say, Emma, that that is a positive outlook because you're you are you are taking a considered view to to the equipment you use in in the uh, with the focus of making sure that you get the best opportunities to make creative work. That is a refreshingly <laughs> um, <laughs> not uh, something I do. No, <laughs> I, I, really I, I wasn't going to point it, any fingers, know? Jeremiah, but, yeah, <laughs> yeah. but that wasn't the way I was going to take it. But but it's a, it's mm. it's it's a refreshing point of view, Emo. It's not about consumerism, and it's not about you know it's it's not about I want I want I want. It's it's simply more more related to the making of the the art. So I I, I like that. I I'm I'm going to see the positive in that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to think like it's a lot of money. Like it's a lot of money to invest in anything, and I'm. Thinking, hmm, you know, what's the what's the best road forward here? But it's too. It's like a. It's like a fork in the road now, isn't it? It's like which way do I go? Do I go backwards or do I go forwards into all that digitally stuff? It's kind of well. I'll tell you point. what. Um, twenty twenty. Have we talked before, you know? Ema? As I talk about this this a lot, but have we talked before about camera dactyl? You, uh, no. Oh yeah, I don't think. Okay, so, so I'm gonna, I'll I'll pop a link in 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 the in the show notes. Uh, so that is so he that still making have, those? Ethan, yeah, yeah. I was speaking to him a couple of weeks ah, back. Um, 
uh, he so so this Ema originally started out as a Kickstarter, um, mm. which is uh, and it's three D printed large format cameras. He he, he makes oh lots of God. other stuff now actually as, yeah. as well. But um, there's a uh, re- really nice guy, e- Ethan Moses, who who runs this company, and he he's a whiz with three D printing, and he mm. makes uh, large format cameras uh and uh and all sorts of other stuff actually as well now wow. um but he, he he's a he's a great guy uh and uh he he really is um he really is part of the future of photography you think about it you know 3d printing cameras mm. that that's definitely got to be part of the future yeah. of photography hasn't it absolutely um, so uh you know ha- check check out check out the link um okay uh, yeah and, uh, you know because that that is for those that are interested, that is a a very affordable way, uh, in, in relative terms, <laughs> a very affordable yeah, way yeah. to get into large format photography. And also, getting into large format photography, maybe the way to get there is through medium format first, mm. because you can get a used medium format camera uh, and and get your fingers uh, get to get your feet wet in. I did some of that, and I loved it, but it's yeah. a long time ago. And if you go six by nine, I think that's even sometimes called the the small large format because it is from a from a surface point of view, it's almost as big as four by five. Okay. Or you could okay. buy a Holger for thirty dollars. There you go. Why oh, not? Okay, and just just exercise my <laughs> film. Uh, you know, what's the word? Need um, need. <laughs> Thank you, Jeremiah. Um, that way, and then go to yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's my big dilemma for 2020. So. Oh well, well so so uh, get the you know focusing on the art is definitely the way forward. Um, uh, so, so, and we'll go to the opposite end of the spectrum now, I think, because I think Chris mm-hmm. has probably got some that are about toys, have you, Chris? Well, uh, <laughs> let me say drone armies, okay? <laughs> so that's one of my, <laughs> that's one of my prediction, and uh, here's, here's why. And I'm not sure 2020 is going to be the year, but uh, it's, I don't think it's too far out. And the, 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 the reason is there was just a, a drone released called Skydio 2. That's a fully autonomous drone. So it can, it does while it's flying, it will uh, scan the surrounding, create a 3D map and not crash into anything. And you. We it, talked about this before, didn't we? We the have first for the, the first generation. And the yeah. second, and that was like a two and a half thousand dollar thing. And the second one now, and it has a 4K camera, so it'll follow you. I think you can even like put a beacon in your pocket and then it'll follow you even if it loses sight of you. Oh, interesting. Um, and it can talk to, well, it, it will talk to that beacon and it can be, it can be normally, uh, it can be used like a DJI drone with the, with the sticks and everything, but it is fully autonomous, which is interesting. That's this second one is now down in price because they focused on getting a lot of that technology from smartphones. So they have this um, down to $1,000 now. And it flies for almost half an hour. And it is autonomous, as I said. Now, there was an interview with one of the guys. And he didn't really say say much, but he hinted at a few things that I pieced together in my mind uh, into cooperative drones so there's already Ooh. these drone things that you can sometimes see in at events where they have like a thousand of them in the sky and they will paint pictures with light and stuff um, but just imagine 
I mean, this is a 4K drone and it has radio abilities. So just imagine instead of having a big broadcast camera hanging under an expensive octocopter to film, I don't know, a ski race, um, why wouldn't you have like a hundred of these drones and they will split up the work among them autonomously? Mm. And then uh, when... When the battery goes low, they will land and charge themselves and the next one will come out. And uh, so let's say 50 of them, that's $50,000. And then uh, have them be cooperative in some way, um, talk to each other, and then you'll need a smart video mixer of sorts to bring that all together. And that would solve one of those uh, expensive problems because having these broadcast rigs up there is not really that cheap either so i think we are going that way sooner or later when it comes to broadcasting from or or filming events of all sorts I, I think you're right the skydio is interesting because that little beacon you could just give to each skier you know sewn into their you can Close. give it to a skier and and, oh, and, and that drone will will you could set it to lead or follow or side how, however they would they would they would yeah, they would uh, they would uh, negotiate that among each other you know one takes the yeah. shot from the left the other from the from the top mm -hmm. the left and so on and you wouldn't even need a beacon because on snow a skier is easily trackable by by visual tracking so i think that is something that is not too far out, maybe a year or two. I think the, the scary thing about, about drone technology, and uh, Chris, as you know, I, I against your, your judgment, I got the... Um, of course you did. <laughs> ...saying that facetiously. And, and uh, I've flown it to great success. I absolutely love it. And, um, you know, for the price, it's phenomenal. And the quality is, well, not 4K... 2.7k it's that's it's good, good enough to for play most around things, with yeah. yeah but but what what's worrying is as you combine facial recognition uh, uh with, with the surveillance thing again with weaponized drones uh the future of uh photography can be somehow linked to much darker ways of uh battlefield warfare where you know the the, the kind of robotics of recognition and and deadly force start to uh, merge in what can be very frightening ways. Let's find out if the DoD is behind uh, the financing of Skydio. <laughs> <laughs> this is supposed to be our this new year. This is cheerful. I'm glad you did. Come on, guys. Right, I'm going to butt in there while, while, oh while Chris God. is looking up the funding of the DoD. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with my, I'm going to have my first one. So this is something that I, I, I just really want. Actually, mine's more of a wish list. Uh, and, and I'm, I'm going to speculate that, that this year is the year we're going to see an Instax wide printer that everybody can Bluetooth their photos to and print stuff out. And it's going to be super fast as well. So that's, that's my speculation. Cause do you know what? I, I, uh, and I know I say it a lot and, and, and I said it in the Christmas show last week, there is very little in photography that is more fun than having real photographs. Um, especially if they develop in your hand. Um, mm. So, you know, I think the, these, you know, I, uh, I, I, for me, the, the, 
I'd like to see so you know a, a, a culture shift in in photography in 2020 and and beyond. And I've got more 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 on that in a bit. I won't go t- talk too much about that, but it's just yet because there's a bit more in the, in, in a minute. But the yeah, I, I think you know uh, 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 products like that, um, and that is only just one technology. But products like that, I think we should see more of those: bigger, faster, stronger, more more prints, more prints, more prints. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anybody? Any any dissenting voices on that? No, no, and I lo- awesome. love no, that. No. You know, I wish that we could have Instax that were you know eight by ten, twenty four. Twenty four. I think they were called Polaroid. Do you know what? I was given a Polaroid camera for Christmas, a Polaroid six hundred camera. It looks like an enormous blue whale. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but uh, it, yeah, it's um, yeah. It'd be, but Polaroid did used to make very large formats, didn't they? 24 by whatever yeah yeah so uh, but there, there, there we go that's that's uh that that's my uh highly speculative thing that i'd like to see this year in, in the world of photography at least one of them anyway jeremiah back to you what you got well i have something that is uh kind of interesting and it, it i don't think it relates directly to photography but it certainly relates to i don't know the future of of superpowers and that is, uh, it's a company called um, Levitate. And Levitate builds uh, what they call airframes, which are kind of wearable robotics, which will increase your strength or, you know, your, your ability to jump, uh, to crouch, to ski. Um, they, they basically make a, a kind of personalized... Uh, lightweight, constructed with full range of motion and no uh, electrical power. It's totally mechanical, and it makes you stronger or more flexible. Ooh. So you you can carry a heavier camera and more lenses. Exactly. <laughs> I knew you would you would get your arms around oh, that. Dear, what a waste! Lugging an eight by ten camera through the woods. There you uh, go. Yeah, that would be interesting. It's yeah, that would not be a problem with the case. So yeah. you know, you're an Arca Swiss studio camera. Yeah, why not? <laughs> so <laughs> but I, I, I think in terms of predictive things, I, I, I think that we're going to be seeing a lot more wearable um mechanics that shift and change um how the body uh relates to the earth not unlike the kind of first or second iteration of glasses which became cameras when you touch them that kind of of thing where you know the the mechanics and science all come together to shift and change the the constraints of the human condition as that mm. that's In- cool interesting yes. so this is a this is a product that exists so what what is it yeah, that yeah. you're spe- you what, what is it that you're it's that it, is yeah. the speculative nature of, of i, I think well. this is oh, this is the very very beginning of it uh, and and I think Michelangelo kind of, probably would have liked one of these when he was painting his Saint Chapel, wouldn't he? <laughs> he wouldn't I'm have painted a scaffold, this. right? He could just kind no. of like fire up a little. Uh, it looks like a jet levitation pack. device, yeah, and you know, uh, you hang all kinds of paints off as well. I think, but I'm suspicious. That's, I see this poor chap like working under a car or something, and it's like, is it just like supposed to? 
make you work longer, harder. Oh, <laughs> it's going, like almost we're going like, to the dystopian thing again. Is that like, is it, yeah, is it comfortable? I thought that's my I mean, purview. Is Jeez. that comfortable? <laughs> I, don't know. I wasn't thinking of that, I, uh, but like, uh, you're probably right. Oh, I don't know, it's I'm like, suspicious. Well, if, you're not getting, if you're not getting tired, instead of working 10 hours, you can work 50 you know, I, I don't know. Hi, Jimmy. I, I just I got know. you the best thing to make your life easier. Nothing to do with me or productivity. But also, you could see this in terms of people who can't walk. Yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean. Can they yeah. walk yeah. or use their hands or increase the range of motion? Mm. Or you know, all of these things Arthritis. will have secondary benefits yeah. that that I think um, outweigh the under the car syndrome. Maybe not. <laughs> All right, Adrian, bring bring up the mood again. <laughs> oh, really? I've got to go again? Come on, dear, oh, dear. <laughs> okay. All right. Here we go. Uh, and let's go with um, let, let's go let's go with my big one. Right. I predict that in 2020 there will be an enormous global cultural shift in in the art and the craft and the world of photography. Uh, two things, two things will be part of this shift. The ma- two major uh, things will change. First of all, uh, everybody in the world will decide that it is far better to focus on the quality of image rather than image quality. Because hmm. mm-hmm. I read a lot on the Internet. Nobody talks mm-hmm. about quality of image. They're all talking about IQ. They're all talking about sharpness and sensors and pixels and stuff. and and. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever talks about the quality of imaging. Uh, so that's my first thing. I think it's going to change this year, definitely. And I th- also predict that everybody is going to start using the camera that points away from them on their phones instead of the one that points towards them. Because I'm positive that that's going to happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so just before we go, we discuss this, uh, I have to a shout out to a chap called Minotaki Kayo, um, who's also known on the internet as, as at Big Head Taco. He has a YouTube account, Twitter account, all that sort of stuff. Um, because actually, it was in a tweet to me uh, a, a week or so ago that that he used the the quality of image uh, thing as as a phrase rather than uh, image quality. So uh, yeah, th- thank you for that. Um, yeah, but it it just made me think, and I thought, you know what? You know, and 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 I'll I'll say this right. I think that thing about quality of image rather than image quality. So there are a, a lot of people on the internet that talk about image quality and never talk about quality of image. But do you know what? If we think about who is it that takes the most photos, um, and uh, and often that is young people with phones, um, and they don't care about image quality in the way that you know uh the the way that we might define it or that our listeners might define it in in the technical sense with having sharp lenses and lots of pixels um they are more content uh, with living in the moment and capturing moments and using their phones and you know uh, that so so one could argue that they are that, that that has already happened i don't know i'm i'm really interested to hear what ema thinks about this because you know, uh, there there is definitely uh, so, so I, I sense Ema that this is something that you've thought through and and have a, a different balance from some of those rather loud and 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 annoying voices on the internet. <laughs> yeah, I don't pay too much attention either to um, well, it, it, it oh, depends what the context is. Then again, you know, so anything that I uh, 
use my phone for. I don't expect too much of it, so that's fine. And then I feel like a lot can be kind of hidden after the fact or just and it is about it's more about the moment than it is about or the feeling of the moment than it is about you know um the extreme sharpness of 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 it or whatever it's it's totally for me anyway and i I presume a lot of others it's it is it's yeah it's more about I think how you arrive there doesn't matter. It's the it's the finished item then or well, you know, at that point where you say, Okay, it's finished, it's done. Let it go now. <laughs> you know, whether that just be a snap that you take or something that you uh, put through a process afterwards or whatever. You know. Does that make I, sense? Yeah. yeah, it does it does make sense. Mm. It makes a lot of sense. And it's um you know so I'm definitely I, I'm with hopeful. the young people on, on the whole <laughs> quality of image rather than image quality thing. I had, a, I had an eye-opener regarding that uh, just a few days ago. There's this tech YouTuber called M- MKBHD who does... Never heard of him. Of course, everyone has. But he, he does, once a year, he does like a blind smartphone camera test kind of thing. So mm-hmm. in this in this instance for 2019, he took like a whole bunch of smartphones and he, uh, instead of going through them himself and judging the image quality and things, he let his uh, followers decide. So he, ah. he did, a, he did a, a, tur- a tournament bracket kind of thing, pitted two phones against each other on both sides and, and, and so on and so on. And then in the end, it kind of uh, ended up, it's always an A-B test between two and then the winner goes into the next round and so on. And um, ended up with some Samsung phone winning. But uh, the interesting thing is when you watch the video, and we'll link that in the show notes, um, you, he, he's, he's, he's a techie. Uh, he's also a video nerd. I mean, he shoots with, with big 8K red cameras, his, his YouTube videos. I mean, he's, he's yeah. kind of crazy like that. But... And so he knows what 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 makes a technically good picture, and mm. uh, the interesting thing is how people decide it because a few things come out there that uh, is really interesting. They, most of them are not photographers, so they first of all uh, pretty consistently decided if if a if a darker picture was pitted against a brighter picture and. Just this, it's the same picture, but just a slight difference that the phone decided to expose it slightly different. People would always picture, uh, would always pick the brighter picture. So, oh, right. that is a criterion. And the other thing is that, um, the, the, uh, there was one c- camera that had a bit of bokeh, a bit of out of focus background, and people went very consistently to the sharper version with more depth of field. Oh, really? Which, which is counterintuitive <laughs> because because mm. we associate an out-of-focus background with value, with expensive, yeah. with bigger sensor. <laughs> and in that case, it seemed to be... Uh Seem to be a. Uh, this is this yeah. is a generational thing, isn't it? You know, it's possible. Uh, mm. So know, it, it, it doesn't it, matter. That's that's the and that's the quick uh, the the quick take of it. Uh, it doesn't matter what it looks like, uh, and and uh, it, has, it has to be bright and it has to be crisp, and uh, that's what's important. But again, I mean, this was not a scientific test, so maybe mm. there were other reasons for that. But no, it is, but it, but it also flies in the face of, of of what I was just saying, which is which is great. It's good to have both sides of the the, the view that actually, you know, p- people who are not photographers do look at technical image quality. Of course, I guess in in that sense, they are 
they're not making the images themselves, are they? They're just judging the. T- they, they, I guess, they were asked to judge the technical quality of the or, or the, what the image quality of the of those photos. But it's that's an interesting outcome. Interesting, in, interesting outcome indeed. Okay, so uh, well, let's keep us let's keep us moving. I think we have got time for just just a couple more. Maybe one from Chris and one from Jeremiah. Um, so that's fine. Chris, let, let me pick that one up. Um, this was a, this is a prediction that is further out, much further out. Um, and I I keep making this year after year, and I think it'll still sooner or later happen. At at one point, I think we'll stop taking photos. What we'll do instead is we will uh, do what I call photographic archaeology. We'll have this infinite pool of viewing angles of from cameras from all sorts of uh, places, and we will dig out the photos. We will create virtually create the photos out of the material that has been captured from pretty much every viewpoint. Um, we are. We're seeing cameras now that really go towards that. The Insta 361X, for example, is a 360 camera. It shoots a, a spherical panorama at uh, 5.7K resolution, which is kind of crazy. It is, um, isn't it? Yeah. And it, it, it edits itself out. So you, you hold this up on a, on, a, on a stick and the stick is not there. And uh, it, it stabilizes itself so you can... You can toss that one in the air and the picture will be stable. So it is really... Um, we are getting into interesting ways of capturing things and, and editing them later. And more and more stuff is being captured. So at one point, we'll, yeah, we won't have to take photos, but we can just go into the, into the petabytes of, uh, of data and dig out the photos that we want, uh, reframe them, change the perspective, all that kind of stuff. We'll happen maybe 20 years from now but sounds scary it It, it does sound a bit scary it is kind of scary yeah i don't think it i think it it impacts some genres of photography and not others i mean i can see for example that photojournalism could be impacted by something like that because anybody that's having an event of any kind you know they they can take their photo yeah they could just put one of these on a stick and, and capture it and then sort out which is the image that works later on. It, the the picture the, in my mind is a bit of the of the original Blade Runner where he recreates that or where he tries to find out by an, analyzing that photo and he looks around the corner and these kind of things mm, changes yeah. perspective. Um, I think that will be reality at one point. Hey, well, you got me there. I love a good Blade Runner reference. But <laughs> it's, it's uh, yeah, it, it, but, but I, I don't think that it would interfere perhaps in the world of fine art photography or or i don't know let's say fashion photography where you are seeking to to make a very specific image or 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 even product photography i think it, you know possibly street photography photojournalism event photography all could all could be impacted positively by that kind of technology but others i think it wouldn't hit so much but i don't know maybe i'm I still think this is more in the food for thought category. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Food for thought there. And uh, then uh, I think uh, last one, then I think we've got time for uh, will be Jeremiah. What was your, your last one? I I think that, that the, uh, I mean, you know, uh, Adobe um, has been toying with what they call authentication software and, and that, that one could bury into uh, our images um, so we can track them. But I think the, the idea of 
being able to authenticate the truth uh, or constructed uh, photograph is something that is going to be extraordinarily important over the next uh, three to five years. And so technology that is um, built into a single image uh, in that if it is pulled apart or screwed with, that it will be, um, that fact will be readable. Because I, th I think um, identifying truth from fiction um, visually, and of course in an other ways as well, uh, is going to become a very, very significant issue um, for news and, f you know, for us all as the sophistication of, of how um, false, um, you know, fake news and, and the rest of it is kind of descending on us. So um, I look forward to greater authentication software within images. And, of course, there's the copyright issues that follow in terms of being able to track where your photographs are used and by who and, and how one is able to um, assign a value or not. Um, that's going to become very, very important rather than just date, time, and place. I think uh, I, I think I'm really glad to see people working on stuff like that. I'm sure I've spoken about it before, but you know, I think one of the things that is really important for art is for artists to be able to make a living. And uh, I think some of these things, uh, some of some of the ways that technology can be deployed to protect artists, I uh, I, I think is is beyond all the legal arguments and stuff like that i think it is an enabling technology to help us and enrich our culture and so i think that anybody that's working on how to protect the work of artists in in whatever medium um i think is is a is is a really positive step at, at the global culture level so so i'm glad we finished on that one because it could that, that's a conversation it is a two-edged <laughs> conversation it can go very negative because of where we are today but in terms of the, what does it mean for the future of photography? I think uh, that is a very positive space to end. And, uh, and end we must, uh, because the, the, this particular podcast uh, runs the risk of lasting most of 2020. So, <laughs> <laughs> so very quickly, everybody, let's have a quick skip through the, the picks of the week. Chris? Well, it's the Skydio 2. It's the fully autonomous drone. Okay, uh, my one. Um, I'm linking the show notes to this. This is a real one due for release in very, very shortly, actually. Uh, this is an anamorphic lens, uh, a very affordable anamorphic lens that is being brought to market by a company called Siri. And uh, it is something that I, I actually have definitely on my shopping list, actually. I, even if I don't get on with it and I end up selling it on, I'm very, very tempted to buy this. Um, I think it might work really nicely for my photography. Not so much video, but there be it. There we go. Um, Jeremiah, what's your pick of the week? I'm going to go for the new uh, Loop Deck CT, which is a. I don't know if anyone is familiar with the Loop Deck, yes. but it is a a you know it's a board a panel that allows one to um, use dials and analog to control the editing process of Photoshop or 
Lightroom and others. Nice. Um, and the new version is a very small one, um, literally as big as a keypad, um, which is all ascribable to different software and um, and, and and different um, uh, action items that that one might uh, use within. And it just makes the the digital aspect of moving a mouse and and uh, a lot more tactile, mm. um, and anything that's tactile when one is editing um, gets my vote. Uh, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you. And uh, right, Ema, uh, uh, what's your pick of the week? My pick of the week is a thing that I got from a friend of mine at work, and it is, and I'd never seen one, a Kodak stereo camera which I assume was a fad. Maybe, Jeremiah, you know a little more about it than I do. Um, used to have one. Fact, yeah. Still and a viewer. It it's like a realist electric stereo viewer. The packaging yeah, is yeah. so cool. <laughs> and uh, it's 50s. I looked up and it said that it's like they were made in the 50s. So I'm I'm interested to know if, if it's working and if I can make anything happen with it. So well, be. here's, here's a, a quick from someone who's... I've gone down that rabbit hole fairly yeah. recently. Um, <laughs> I I have a you know a several box of slides that were taken with that and um, and mounted because uh, and in Kodachrome of all things. Mm. And they used to used to be able to send those stereo pictures to Kodak. They would process it and mount them in a stereo pair uh, for Ooh. projection because they did have okay. uh, projectors and yeah. the viewer. Um, and so when Kodak introduced their their box of, um, you know, they have a new, um, what do you call it, scanning box where you can throw your Super 8 movies and all manner of things into the box, and they, they will give you a digital copy of it at a reasonable price. I went, oh, great. I can take all my Kodak uh, stereo slides let me and guess send they it. don't do that <laughs> <laughs> no no because i thought oh this is great i'll put that all those kodachromes together digitally and then i can you know maybe build some lenticulars out of that or or some ana anaglyphs out of it and and of course they're like no we don't do that so <laughs> in order to do that you have to unmount it and they're sort of not quite half frames. Get the like get the cardboard uh, yeah. the templates and stuff. Oh my god! Uh, anyway, yeah, like a lot of work. Back in the box. Hey, back in the box. You know, uh, even if it doesn't work, it's a really, really nifty looking little object, and it it's looks kind of awesome. Looks inspired awesome. an idea <laughs> for the next show, maybe my next show. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, that's, that'd yeah. be a really nice conversation to have. You, but we should definitely do that. Fads. Okay, well, I think. Uh, I think it's time to wrap up the podcast and let 2020 get started for real. That sounds <laughs> um, awesome. We have now banked our predictions um, and uh, I will stand by mine. Um, and I am very happy to, to but actually, it'd be really cool for, for listeners um, if you have any predictions, uh, whether they be highly speculative or, or uh, right bang on the money. Uh, you know, it'd be great to hear from you and, and to continue this conversation because it is always fun trying to predict the future of photography. That is a that is right at the heart of what this show is all about. Um, uh, we are, of course, uh, on the internet. You, uh, if you want to join the conversation, a uh, good place to start is Twitter, uh, where our account is is at tfop now. T f o p now. Use the uh, hashtag because there I is think a I'm hashtag. the only one who does. <laughs> 
There no, is no, the no, hashtag. No, no, no. That's also the hashtag. TFOP now is also the hashtag. If you, anyone posts you, a picture that they want to share with the yeah. TFOP listener community, then use the hashtag TFOP. Please do. Yes, um, and of course we have our website where you can get all of the back catalogue, which is which is getting some some length to it now uh, at thefutureofphotography.com. Uh, please subscribe. Please enjoy the show. Um, Uh, and we'll be back next week uh, where we'll be fully into 2020 by then I am absolutely sure so thank you very much and goodbye goodbye bye 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 you've been listening to The Future of Photography a production by Adrian Stock and Chris Marquardt Subscribe to the show wherever you get your other podcasts. Find the show notes and more information at thefutureofphotography.com. Hold up. 